Hello guys, welcome back to Shelter Island, the podcast where we shoot the shit and compare the lives of a Brit and a Yankee. Uh, my name is Jack Heimwitz and I am joined with my co-host Mason Coleman from across the pond. Uh, and this week we are speaking to someone for the first time actually, we get to meet someone on the podcast. Um, so please welcome Ellie Wookie from One Globe 360 Podcast. Ellie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you both doing? We're doing yeah, great, good. Mason. Doing good, doing? Thank you. Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. I've um, just had a very big birthday week. I think I said on the last one that I was preparing for it, but um, oh, it, it was a big one indeed. It was a very good weekend. And um, yeah, 23. Ugh, no one likes when you're 23, do they? <laughs> That's horrible. Well, you, you'll have to give me some suggestions because I'm, I'm there in about uh, 72 hours. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I've forgotten how close your birthday is as well. Yeah. I've not got you any presents, any cars or anything. Oh, great. So I, I just sent a bottle <laughs> of whiskey across the globe for you and I get jack shit. Oh, do you though? I might surprise you. We'll see. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, Ellie, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're in uni as well. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about where you are, what you're studying, uh, what kind of brought you to uni and what you're interested in, things like that? Yeah, so I study history and Spanish at the University of Exeter, which is a university in the southwest of the UK. Um, I've just finished my second year, so I finished my final exam today. So, um, yeah. Well done, well done. Day, finished. Round of applause. Uh, a, a different and somewhat difficult year of uni, obviously, being during the pandemic. It's been, yeah, completely different to what I experienced in my first year, um, as I'm sure it has been for everyone who's been in education or even just for everyone, you know, it's even if you're working or at school or college or whatever it may be, it's been a, a very different year, um, but I've enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, so yeah, I'm, yeah, history and Spanish student. I'm about to go to Barcelona next month for a six month internship, um, which is part of my year abroad as a languages student. And then, um, so yeah, I've got about 16 months off now to fill my time with, yeah, a placement out in Barcelona and I'm potentially looking to go to London as well at some point next year to do a, an internship or another placement of some sort. Um, but yeah, that's me really. I'm big into travel. I have my travel brand, One Globe 360, which I started um, about this time last year. It was about sort of June um, 2020. So right bang in the middle of the pandemic. Um, yeah, always, always have loved travel um, and you know, loved writing, creating content. And I thought I sort of combined those two. And I thought I first started with a travel blog. So that was what I focused on for the first couple of months sort of writing Well, it was daily. Sort of when I started sort of daily blogs, I had so much free time. I thought, you know, what's better than to sort of use this time to, yeah, start writing some blogs. And then that sort of led on to the podcast, which I sort of started sort of August, 2020. Um, and that's grown now to, I'm on series six of that, which is fantastic. And I've had some fantastic guests on, and obviously I've just spoken to the both of you. So that'll be coming, um, up in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then, yeah, sort of led me onto YouTube as well, sort of trying out YouTube and sort of creating some videos and got my social media and everything. So yeah, just trying my hand at a few things really in the world of sort of travel and sort of social media. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's me really. You that's really great do to do it all. Yeah, <laughs> say, you're, you're ticking all the boxes here, Ellie, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, but um, it, it must be an interesting thing because, like we've always mentioned, especially within the pandemic, it's been difficult for some people to to stay productive, to stay creative, mm -hmm. and everything. And going back to like you at university, then I feel so so grateful the fact that I'm not rubbing it into anyone's faces here, but I managed to have a a normal university experience, a hand <laughs> graduation and everything like that. Whereas you both, you know, you're, you're both having to 
to live it through the pandemic. What was this year being like like for you? I mean, it didn't start like halfway through your first year or yeah, so I mean, when did we go into lockdown here in the UK? It would have been March last year. So I missed out on, I was quite lucky actually. I only missed out on a couple of weeks of the second end of sort of second term. And um, in Exeter, it's a little bit different. The third term, you don't have any lectures or seminars or anything. It's just exams. So I only really missed out on a couple of weeks of sort of my academic sort of stuff. Um, but obviously the third term is your exams. And then that's a time to sort of celebrate with your friends and have a, a bit of a social life away from sort of essays and exams in the summer, which obviously we missed out on, which was quite gutting, um, to be honest, because, you know, at the end of the first year, you've made your friends, you've sort of got settled in the city where you are. And um, yeah, it was quite t- tough to sort of feel like I missed out on that. And then obviously this year I've been online in terms of all my all my lectures and seminars and everything have been online all year. Um, so it's been it's been different. Yeah, I feel like the main thing for me has just been to to be able sort of to adapt to all the different changes. Part of me feels like I wish I could have um, had that experience of a bit of a, a lockdown at uni because just the mm-hmm. thought of not turning up to a lecture and just doing it in your pyjamas from your bed sounds bloody brilliant to me. It, it, <laughs> it, I won't lie, it has been quite easy at times just to roll out of bed five minutes to go and just log on and, and you're there <laughs> and you're sorted. You would think that it's sort of... Um, nice that way though but then there are some times where like it at least for me i i love when you get out of a lecture and there's that moment where you get to walk out of the doors and you conversate with your peers about what you just listened to and you say hey do you want to go get a coffee or mm-hmm. things are happening right after your lecture whereas if you're in your pajamas and your lecture ends you kind of just oh back to bed exit the zoom <laughs> right like you, you 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 exit the zoom and there's there's no like release there's no yeah. like mm-hmm. like breath it's kind of like okay my my architecture history lecture is done, so now I just have to reopen up Illustrator and just keep working on my thesis drawings. You know, like there's the, the, at least for me for architecture, there was no there was no break. Um, yeah, there's no separation, so, right? That you're right. you're like I found when I was I mean I'm at home at the moment, but when I was at my uni house, but you know for sort of first term, so sort of back end of last year. I was just in my room all the time because I was either working or then doing a lecture, and then obviously I would. Yeah go see my friends in the house or make dinner or whatever but you found yourself just stuck in in that one place there's no separation you couldn't obviously go out and see your friends go to the pub you couldn't go onto campus and go to a lecture it was all in sort of one sort of place that's probably what I found the most challenging luckily for you then you went to to you you had a bit of a first year you know you had it when university was absolutely normal per se Mm -hmm. it was all fine within the UK every Every uni has its own identity. So I went to Nottingham Trent and it was, yeah. the nights out were incredible. Haimo, you can attest to that. You, you came over yeah. and visited. What would you say like a, a night out or the vibe of the University of Exeter is? Because being, being honest, it's not really like um, a massive name. I don't think really Trent was mm-hmm. either until I dragged yeah. Haimo over. But is, is it a wild place? What's, what's it like? It's not massively wild. People... People like to talk a bit of rubbish about Exeter's nightlife. <laughs> for me, oh, for, poor, for, poor old Exeter. What's I know, that done people, to anyone? Especially before I went, people would say, oh, the nightlife in Exeter's like, oh, it's it's rubbish. It's this and that. And for me, like, I like going to night out. I, I like going to the pub or whatever. It's not a massive part for me. Like, I, I enjoy it when I go, but it's not a priority. Um, but actually, I think it's quite good, personally. I mean, I might be really? being biased, but it sort of suits me to a T. You've got a few of the sort of cheesy nights. You know, there's... um. A club and one of their nights is called like a cheesy Tuesdays and you've got all the classic pop tunes and you can't beat a bit of cheese you can't yeah, beat exactly it. exactly so 
Extras, I'd say it's a bit of cheese. That's what I'd say. A bit of cheesy tunes. Um, it sounds nice. It sounds so, like I said earlier, it sounds so innocent, little Exeter, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> with, with cheesy tunes, then, like, what's, what's your go-to cheesy song? Are we, are we talking oh, a bit of ABBA goodness. or...? Yeah, bit, yeah, a bit of ABBA, a bit of Mamma Mia, yeah. Tap the, the absolute, the classics. The, oh, classics. Oh, the way you said that, Hymo, he gets it every time. Like, he, he, can't, <laughs> he can't say British lingo right at all. Like, <laughs> the way you say top tune, he makes it sound... Top so, tune. No, no, it's not like that at all. <laughs> Wait, so, so obviously, comparing your uni to mine... Um, Syracuse has been rated the number one top party school in the country for about four years in a row now. Um, <laughs> it's weird because e- even I visited uh, Mason at Trent and mm-hmm. I thought the nightlife was incredible there. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was saying like, how can, how can we be compared to number one party school in America when, when I'm going to Trent and there are like full on like nightclubs that are owned by the university. Like we don't have that. <laughs> like, like we have one, like, nightclub like downtown but like yeah. it's not really a nightclub it's like just a bar with clubby vibes and like a bunch of like weird upstate new york townies go there like it's it's not a nightclub you know like like we have lots of bars and we have like mm-hmm. pubs and stuff so that's yeah. and then besides that we have like i don't know if you've seen movies where we have like fraternity parties and things yeah. like that Rap parties yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. so that's pretty much what Syracuse is to a T where we're not so innocent at all, (laughs) but it's, it's, it's crazy because in Syracuse, like, or at least in America, like I've never been to a university that has a, a, like a club on campus, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, it it might be due to the fact that we can't drink uh, until we're 21. Um, But like even (laughs) nice, nice inverted commas there. This is why we're not on YouTube yet, because nobody can see my my fingers, you know? (laughs) Summer of 2019, that was like my big year of travel. Uh, I went with my brother um, out to America because one of his friends goes to Yale, University of Yale. Um, So he went out to visit him and then um, I found a really, really cheap Aer Lingus flight from... I actually flew from, from Bristol to Dublin and then Dublin to somewhere close to sort of New York. It wasn't, wasn't JFK and um, super cheap flight. So I was like, I'm doing this hundred percent. How, how, how much are you talking? It was a couple of hundred quid. I think it was. No, it was that's quality. Nowhere, it was nowhere near the sort of 500, 600, which you'd normally get for like sort of a one way or sort of 400. I don't know what it's standard is nowadays, but it was too good an opportunity to not book and, and to go. Um, and yeah, so we, I, last time I went to the US with my brother, we did uh, New York, Philadelphia and Washington. So my cousin lives out in Washington. So luckily we got to stay with him. Um, didn't have to spend any money on a, on a hotel or anything. So managed to save some money there and just explored Washington. Um, but yeah, New York will forever be my favorite city. Honestly, it's just, it. I, I see something and learn something new every time I go. And it's, it's a just- crazy, It's a crazy, it's a crazy place, place, isn't it? You know, the fact, yeah. the fact that- you even live there, Haimo. That still baffles me. Like, you, you're from New York and I'm from Lowestoft, like a small, <laughs> rubbish seaside town. And I didn't even say I'm from there. I always say I'm from Norwich, which isn't all that great either. Like, you, it's just like, oh, where are you from? Oh, yeah, New York City. Like, you've got, you've, you've got the best city in the world on your doorstep. Yeah, that is, well, I think, yeah, that's cool. It, it's crazy because, uh, like you said, you said every time you go, you sort of, find something new or you learn something new. 
I live there. And every time I like venture to the city, I find something new and I do something new. So um, it, it, it really is like the fastest changing city ever. Um, <laughs> city that never sleeps as they say. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that both of you were able to visit um, because anyone that has never been to New York, I would highly suggest that is your first trip that you go on. Yeah. Um, and that's that, that's from someone who lives there. Cause I, I, I know a lot of people tend to say that like where they live, like they always say, Oh, it's not that great, but that's because you live there. Um, but I, I would generally say that anyone should visit New York. Um, what, well, I must say, I must say Lowestoff has a lovely beach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is lovely. Booking my flights right now. <laughs> Get yourself down. So I obviously, um, you've done quite a bit of traveling. Yeah. Um, so do you have any just spitting out some tips? Cause I know you said that you found a cheap flight and it sort of had a mm-hmm. couple connections. Do you, yeah. what is sort of your process to find cheap flights, cheap accommodation? Do you have any tips for people that are looking to travel or looking to sort of go across the world somewhere? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm always on Skyscanner. I don't know if you guys have been on Skyscanner before, oh, yeah. um, all the time yeah especially during this pandemic i'm on most weeks just having a look at any cheap flights so i'd say yeah if you want to have the same thing yeah yeah, like i have like an almost an unhealthy obsession with that website like the other day i'm I'm just sitting there (laughs) bored i can't fly anywhere and i was having a look i'll be like you know what montenegro looks good this time of year (laughs) (laughs) i can't go there though like (laughs) for me it's always i'm always looking at bali always looking at bali and i got i actually went to bali again in 2019 it was my it was a crazy year 2019 i I was just honestly unbelievably lucky um but yeah top tips i'd say skyscanner if you want to look and try and find cheap flight um hostels um you know really important especially if you're sort of backpacking in southeast asia i'd say if you're mainly looking to travel cheaply southeast asia as a general massive big area i know it's massive um i'd head that way it's unbelievably cheap you know day trips would be 30 40 pounds and that would include a driver who'd drive you around that would include you know there'd be a photographer tour guide all in one foods at, you know two three four pounds for a main meal so Ellie, the main reason why we got you on this podcast of course you you do travel podcasting yourself it's always good to, yeah. to meet new people and everything one thing that me and Harm are very very jealous of is the fact that you've done an amazing trip. We've seen it on your Instagram. We've seen you uh, briefly go on about it before on previous mm-hmm. of your podcast episodes. So you've done a, is it a 10-week sh- uh, yeah. trip, right, all around the world. Yeah. Just tell us a bit about that. Where did you go? What was it like? What was your mm-hmm. favorite? So many questions, but yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah what was so, it all about? So um, basically, it was like London to London, basically around the world. So um, my first destination was South America. So I flew London to um was it i think it was lisbon london to lisbon lisbon across to rio de janeiro um so i started off doing um yeah started off with brazil i did g adventures tours i don't know if you guys have heard of g adventures they're a big tour company they do tours all around the world and throughout those 10 weeks i did all those different tours um wherever i went i was in a tour group so um yeah i was able to sort of fly out by myself but i was in in groups of sort of 15 people-ish so met people from all around the world. So for me, it was the best way to travel at the time. Most people, most friends I sort of, you know, had from school and everything had gone off to uni and I was one of the only ones in my friendship group doing a gap year. So for me, the decision to do the group tours was the best decision. Um, so yeah, started on South America, did Brazil, Uruguay, uh, Paraguay and Argentina. So that was just short of three weeks. Um, but then I flew from Buenos Aires across to Auckland. So that was really weird for me. I, I lost a whole day. Uh, I yeah. think I flew on the 27th of February 
and landed on the 1st of March. I think it was the, the year when there was only 28 days in February. So I literally lost a whole day. So if you said to me, what did I do on the 28th of February? What do I say? It's It was so weird. I <laughs> it doesn't exist. I didn't have a 28th of February. It was so weird. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, I flew on the 27th of February, landed 1st of March. Um, so that was really weird to get my head around. Um, New Zealand was incredible. Um, I spent a month there. Uh, luckily, I have some family friends out there. So I stayed in Auckland for a week, did both the North and South uh, Islands. So basically got to tick off as much as, as New Zealand of New Zealand as I really wanted to. Um, I climbed the Franz Josef Glacier, which was amazing. And I flew a, I flew a plane as well, which sounds crazy. Oh, yeah, flew a, <laughs> flew a plane. That was towards the end of the trip. And then I flew to Bangkok via Sydney. So I had a couple of hours in Sydney. So I can't quite say I went to Australia because it was only a stop off. But yeah, then I went to Bangkok and I did a three week tour in Southeast Asia. So I did Thailand and Malaysia and Singapore. Thailand will forever be one of my favourite countries. What a beautiful place. Again, the people are so lovely. Um, amazing memories from my time there. And then, yeah, I flew back to London. So that was sort of doing a bit of a, a leap of, wow. of the world, really. I've got no words. I'm, I'm as gobsmacked by that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like, it's, it's like reading the whole book of National Geographic all in one. That. Like, <laughs> incredible. So then, um, obviously, you went to such different places. I mean, you mm-hmm. were in Argentina yeah. and then all of a sudden you were in Bangkok, like the next, you know, so... <laughs> I, like obviously taking all that in and seeing all those different cultures, what do you think was sort of the standout moment or like what was your favorite place that you went to during that trip? Yeah, I mean, it's such a tough question because I could say any of the countries I went to for a lot of different reasons. Um, but for me, it will always have to be Thailand, always have to be Thailand just because, I mean, the people, like I said, so welcoming, um, so friendly, such a beautiful country. The weather was amazing. I love Thai food. So that was a bonus. Um, the people I've met, the experiences I had. Um, yeah, I'd have to say Thailand. Were there any funky memories that happened along the way or any any mishaps? Yeah, I mean, I'll try and keep this story brief. Um, <laughs> but this happened on the first day of the 10 weeks. So there I am. I was, yeah, I was 19, so I just turned 19, um, you know, flying off to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, a bit apprehensive because I've heard a few things about Rio, you know, you've got to be careful. Um, and I joined up with two two guys from my group, a guy from the US um, and another guy from the UK. So we we're in the same tour group. We flew in at the same time. Um, so we had like an organised taxi to the hostel, pulled our stuff away. We thought, oh, okay. Um, our group wasn't sort of meeting until the evening and we sort of arrived in the morning. So we're like, oh, we'll go and check out Copacabana Beach, right? Like like one of the biggest, like famous beaches in the world, yeah. Copacabana Beach. So we go down there, we check it out and you sort of, it's a little bit sketchy. You've got a few people approaching you, you think, oh, okay, it's all right. Um, it's to be expected. So sort of got on, enjoyed the beach, whatever. And then we were like, oh, okay, well, we'll go back to the hostel and sort of get our swimming stuff on. We'll, go, we'll come back to the beach and we'll go for a bit of a swim whilst we've got some time. Um, so we walked back along the pavement, um, really busy area, lots of people around. Um, so just walking on the pavement, um, just chatting away. And, um, there's this guy on the side and he's crouched down, gets up and approaches us. And you know, when you, I don't know, your heart just sinks a bit and you think something isn't right about this. Um, so sort of, I continued walking and so did one of the other guys and the guy who had stood up approached, um, one of the guys, the guy from the U S before we knew it, hands in pockets, took his wallet, phone, everything. This other guy had come, another robber had come, put his hands in his back pockets, basically emptied out his pockets, took everything. 
Um, I don't know how this happened, but a police van drove past at the time it happened. So they saw it happen, jumped out. It sounds a bit like a, a, a movie. It's what it felt like. Jumped out with what I thought was a gun. Wasn't a gun. It was a, it was a taser. So I panicked thinking, oh my goodness, shoot out, you know, because I've, I've had heard there was conflict between the police and sort of the local people. Um, so I just remember like running to the side thinking, oh my God, terrified. Um, and then they ran, so that, like I said, there were two robbers. They ran, one of them ran on the beach, one of them ran sort of into the into the, the streets. They ran after the guy, went into the streets. Um, they catch him. We then, I then spend the next hour and a half with two guys I've only just met a couple of hours ago in a police van trying to find the other robber. This is honestly, it honestly must sound like the craziest, like, it sounds like, it thing, sounds like a movie. What, it's what it's honestly crazy. We, um, Obviously, I mean, in, in Brazil, they speak Portuguese and um, I can speak Spanish, but they're two people think they're quite similar, but they are really actually quite different. So um, we couldn't understand what the police were saying. They couldn't understand what we were saying. We spent, yeah, the next sort of hour, hour and a half in this police van, sirens blaring, trying to somewhat find this other robber. Um, thought we saw him, couldn't officially identify it was him, so they couldn't get him, all those sorts of things. Um and then after that, they then took us to this police station. And this is the crazy thing. In Rio, they have a police station specifically for tourists who are on the receiving end of crime in Rio. So that gives you an indication of how Jeez, bad no. it is, um, how they had a specific tourist, tourist, you know, police station for people who get robbed, et cetera, in, in Rio. So they spoke English and we we explained what happened and... Um, that's when we realised that one of the robbers, um, he had a knife on him at the time, which we weren't aware of. Um, but it shows that if we if we tried to help um, the guy in our group, it could have you know escalated into a pretty serious situation. Um, so yeah, we found out he had a knife. Found out that this guy also um, murdered someone back in like 2016. So I don't know if you know the like, teardrop tattoo under the eye. It's yeah. like a sign that someone's, it's it's truly awful. Um, yeah, found out he had murdered someone, but was just roaming the streets. Um, yeah. So this guy was, was like, was like on drugs. He was on, yeah, on everything. So we just couldn't believe, we felt we'd got off lucky really that, you know, something else could have, could have happened in, in, in you know, obviously it was really hard on our friend getting his stuff taken, but something more serious could have happened. Um, so Yeah. That's my crazy story from Brazil. Don't know to this day what happened to the guy, whether he's in prison right now or whether he's still on the streets of, of Rio de Janeiro. Um, That's bonkers, isn't it? What a story that is. It's, it's a story to tell. Welcome back to your favourite section of the week. Of course, it's Beer of the Week. And uh, this week, I mean... We, we can't always have the same beers every week, can we? So, um, but this week, uh, we're going for a little different flavour. So, uh, Ellie, what are we going for this week? I've gone for a Corona this week. Um, it's it's something I think a lot of people have sort of drunk over the over the, the pandemic. A bit ironic, given uh, <laughs> the, the reason why we've been in this pandemic. Um, but yeah, always, I don't know, having a nice sort of cold, fresh Corona, a bit of, bit of lime is always... Oh, you always can't beat it, can you? You can't beat can't it. Beat so, it. Um, Hymo over there, it's what on earth are you doing? It, it, it looks like Tom Cruise with the amount of things he's doing. <laughs> so um, over here in America, we we celebrate this thing called Cinco de Mayo, um, which of course is its own sort of holiday in its own right in Mexico. 
but uh, in America, we just find an excuse to drink on this day. Um, so uh, <laughs> I am currently. <laughs> so uh, on camera right now, I am making a nice little margarita um, for myself. Um, so I, I have some tequila, and I was a little lazy today, and I just bought some margarita mix that I'm gonna have with it. Um, make a little, make a, a nice little uh, mixed drink for Cinco de Mayo. Ooh, treat yourself, mate. Treat yourself. Um, so myself, I'm weirdly right, and this is a first for me. I don't actually have any beer in the fridge. Uh, mainly because I drank it all for my birthday <laughs> and I haven't been to the shop since. Um, so I've kind of scrambled together in typical me fashion. I've scrambled something together at the last minute. So I've gone for a nice G and T, but it's a, it's a Hendrix one with a bit of cucumber in as well. So the, Ooh, you're uh, bougie. Uh, I, I moved to London next thing you know, look what's happened to me. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> I turned all posh. What on earth's happened to the lower soft kid? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna I'm looking forward to trying this one. I feel really sophisticated, but it's not in a gin bowl. See, I'm not that fancy. I've got it in you a also don't have, You also don't have any ice in there. All right, I, listen, listen, I did, I did, but it's melted. Okay. So you so just have a watered down G and T. Well, I'm not gonna go up and go to the fridge like mid-episode, am I? <laughs> Have you got any ice in your margarita? Priorities. Uh, I do. You can hear it. Where did you get that ice from then? You had it there the whole time? Or do you have I a fridge? have. Yeah, I okay. Have. All right. Oh, well done, you. And you have it in a typical red cup as well, you yank. Bloody hell. Uh, right, so it's always the best time. Cheers, everybody. Chin, chin. Cheers. Cheers. Lovely. Oh. That's really refreshing, actually. Mm. So there's a there's a place in downtown Syracuse that just opened recently, and they do these um, margarita towers, where you go and I think it's maybe it's thirty bucks, and of course they give you shit tequila, but they give you like a tower that's like um, you like it can't even you don't even see it in the screen. It's really high, and it gets about like. In cups, in like red solo cups, it maybe gets you 15 margaritas. Um, so a lot of times me and my roommates go, so there's five of us, and we just go and we get a one mark tower and just sort of have a dinner and see who can finish a tower the, the quickest. And it's, it's 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 a fun time. I mean, it's definitely not you. <laughs> I can finish a mark pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So okay, okay, up, so you'll you probably end up passing out like you always do. <laughs> what are you even talking about? <laughs> you always fall asleep. That's what you do. You, you're the only person I've met to this day who goes to a club and falls asleep in a club. <laughs> that was one time. <laughs> you still do it though. One time, and I can't live that down. <laughs> was it, it that was, okay? Before? Okay, it was one time in Florence that I went to a club and we, we had this like VIP section cause our friends convinced us to like get it from this guy that he knew like was a promoter. Mm-hmm. And we, we get to this VIP section and uh, I I've been pretty boozy that night and the couches were really comfortable. And of <laughs> course, like, like in between the like really like poppy songs, like in between the headbangers, there's like, the like kind of like you're in a like club in Spain and you have like the like, drum and bass music you know it's like it's like yeah. like lobby music right like fusion like, restaurant like, music like drum and bass like like just like like no words and it's just like do 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 
Uh, okay. Like a tone no, song, like, drum and bass, like a yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so like in in between the headbangers and like like the DJ sets, that like that's kind of what plays. So you know, it's 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 if, if I'm not headbanging, you know, I'm dozing off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God! Um, so you're <laughs> you're Corona Rally. Um, how would you rate it? How would I rate it? Oh, I'd always give it probably a solid sort of eight out of ten. Reliable drink. Can't go wrong. Um, not my favourite, but definitely a go-to, I'd say. Like I said, with a bit of lime and make sure it's cold, bit from the fridge. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd give it give it a solid solid rating. Yeah. Very good. Heimer, your, um, your makeshift margarita from home. Uh, so, <laughs> so, of course, I'm, I'm using all the bottom shelf um, essentials like uh, classic margarita mix, just add tequila. Um, so it can't be that great. I mean, it's good. It's a little sweet. So I, I'll give this one like a five and a half because What's it is Cinco de Mayo. That is, oh, okay. There you know, you like if it was, if, if it was any other day, I'd probably give it like a four, but you know, like it's Cinco de Mayo. I, I, I gotta, I gotta party, you know, That's what about, amazing. what about you, Mason? How's your, uh, watered down cucumber okay. G and T? Right. Behave yourself, Imo. All right. <laughs> I had ice in here, but I can't help if it melts, okay? And bearing in mind, I've finished off a glass of wine from dinner still, so um, I've got, I'm double parked at the moment. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> which is, which I shouldn't have really done anyway, so I should, I, I should uh, have so- nice ice in this, but um, I'll give this, I'll give this a six and a half. Um, I like a G&T. It's not my favourite drink in the world, but this is a nice, like, I think it's one of the first times I've had, like, it with cucumber in. Right, I, I was gonna say like I've only ever had it with cucumber a handful of times. Mm. It's very fancy, very classy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I've got my little pinky out. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really fast. <laughs> so uh, yeah, cheers everybody. Yeah, cheers. cheers. <laughs> How much ice have you put in there? Jesus Christ! Well, you need a lot of ice if it's if it's room temperature. It's gross. Room temperature tequila is not good. Right. You you moan at me for having watered down thingies. The other week, right, Ellie, we had um we got some Newcastle brown ales in and mm-hmm. he has them warm. No, they were not warm. I took them out of the fridge. They really were. They were warm. I took they them out of the fridge literally two minutes before we started. Oh, so can you moan at me for putting ice in this two minutes before we started then? <laughs> Touche, motherfucker. Touche. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Shelter Island, the podcast. We are here with Ellie Wookie from the. Ah, I just oh, sorry, I had to restart. I, I I knocked over my mark. Hold on. Okay, starting over. Take two. Okay, we are back here on Shelter Island, the podcast. Margaritas in hand. We are here with Ellie Wookie from One Globe Three Hundred and Sixty Podcast. And we are talking about some of our travels and some of our experiences. Um, Ellie, you've been to 32 different countries. So obviously you've had to have had some great, great, great memories and some scary, worst memories. You've obviously told us about some. Um, Is there any sort of tips you have for people that are traveling? Or do you have any sort of other stories that you want to share with us about some of the travels that you've done in those 32 different countries, which is incredible? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm so, so lucky to have been able to travel to, to 32 countries. And um, for me, I I credit that a lot to my parents and as a family, we've just loved to travel since I, I, I can remember, really. 
Um, and like I said, when I was 16, I got to go to the US, which is an incredible opportunity. And um, we went to uh, Vietnam and China as well um, after my A-level. So I was 18 with my family again. So um, my mum and dad and you know my brother, we we all love traveling. So I think that's why I've been able to go to as many countries as, as possible. And then obviously my gap year came around and I fully maximized that as much as possible in terms of going to as many countries as I could. Um, so yeah, I've been been to some amazing countries and had some fantastic memories. And, and like I said earlier, each country is unique in its own way. I, I remember it for different reasons. Um, and, you know, the, the friendships I've made because of the traveling I've done are just, it's priceless. You know, I'm still in contact with with people from all around the world. We've still got our group chats from our group tours. Um, as I'm sure, you know, you guys sort of from your camp America, you're still in contact. So that's the the, the beauty of traveling, right? You, you never lose contact, really. It doesn't matter if someone's on the other side of the world, um, you know, like, like you know, you guys on the other side of the pond, but it doesn't matter. You know, you're still doing a podcast. You've still kept in contact since. So for me, that's been the the, the best part of, of the traveling. Um, and yeah, I mean, some standout countries, you know, I mentioned India. I, I got the opportunity to go to India for a month, did two weeks of traveling, and then I volunteered for two weeks um, just teaching English in a, in a local primary school, which was amazing. So I was in Goa, uh, beautiful place, gorgeous beaches, um, the best sunsets I've ever seen. I feel like I just scratched the surface with India. It's such a vast country with so much diversity within it. And um, I did all the main touristy stuff, um, you know, Taj Mahal and and things like that. Um, but I'd love to go back and sort of explore more of sort of Southern India. South America, uh, again, only really scratched the surface with, with that. I'd love to go back and explore more of, you know, more of Argentina and um, a bit more of Uruguay. Uruguay was amazing. Got to stay on a, on like a local ranch in, in Uruguay. Oh, so wow. the classic movie shot of, you know, you've got the horses and uh, we had a barbecue again, amazing steak. And then we talked about food. Um, so that was incredible. We've briefly said about favourite countries and everything, but if we were to, to, to narrow it down a bit, of course, there's so much about nature that we said about that we all love and mm-hmm. there's beauty uh, in them places. If we could narrow it down to a city, uh, and you have to choose your favourite city in the world, what would it be and why? And I won't take Exeter for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Exeter's, yeah, Exeter's a beautiful place, but it's not It's not up there. Um, favourite city? I mean, it'd have to be either New York, like I said, New York City, or Bangkok in Thailand. Bangkok is just it's everything you think it is and more everything you see in the movies or in documentaries or whatever it may be it's all of that and more it's just it's hectic but it's like good hectic you know there's people everywhere there's street food there's you know you've got Kosan Road which is like the main touristy street where everyone goes and parties it's like the big night out and you've got people selling scorpions on sticks and do you ever try any of them I haven't tried. I haven't tried a scorpion on a stick. I did. I, I was tempted. I thought, oh, while I'm here, I might as well do it. But I didn't. Um, one of my friends did, actually. She tried one of the scorpion on the, on the sticks. Um, I wonder what it tastes like. Yeah, I, I just feel like very it's, crunchy, I think. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, like... it's, <laughs> it didn't appeal to me too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it just had everything. It had the culture, you know, the temples are gorgeous in, in Bangkok. Um, the weather was amazing. The food was amazing. The people, everything about it. Um, I just loved, so I'd love to go back to Bangkok one day. Um, I know that a lot of people that have sort of caught the traveling bug, um, mm-hmm. they want to go to as many countries as possible and experience everything. Um, are there any like standout places that you would go to like again and again and again? I know you've been to New York a few times and you said that mm-hmm. you've wanted to go to Bangkok again. Yeah. Um, is it like 
do you feel that need that like once you're done with a place, you're like, you've scratched it off your list and you, there's somewhere else you need to go. Or do you sort of, you know, that somewhere in the back of your head that you're going to go to these places again? Um, it's difficult. I, I'm sort of stuck in that because I've got like a travel scratch map in my room and my aim really is to just to try and scratch off as much as possible. Right. So to try and see as much of the world. So in that way, I'd say my mentality is if I've been there before, been to a country before, I want to go somewhere new first before I might go back. However, like I said, there are some countries and cities around the world that I just love so much that I, w- I definitely do see myself going back. Um, but my priority for me, I think now is to see as much of the world as possible. So I'd say to tick off new countries. Um, On the same lines as that then, it's always good to see the beauty in all these different countries you travel in. And most of the time it's an exciting new experience, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I guess in life, some things don't always live up to expectations. Is there any weird memories or any countries that you've been to or places you've been to that you wouldn't want to go to again and wouldn't recommend for people to travel to? Um, it's a difficult question. I'd always, I'd always recommend any country I've been to because I think someone will always love a part of it. Well, you know, there's always parts of countries that you might see as like a big, a big culture shock or a bit different or oh, you're not too sure about that. But I'd always encourage people to try and over- overcome that and oversee that. Um, so I'd always recommend people to to go to any of the countries I've, I've been to. Um, I think for me, in some of the countries I've been in Asia, the culture shock's been most sort of significant. Um, I remember when I went to, to India and I, I landed in Delhi and we got picked up um, it was like a sort of a prearranged sort of taxi to the hotel. And I, it was just crazy. Like in India, there basically are no rules on the roads. Like it's, it's free for all. There's no traffic lights. There's no give way. There's no indication. It's just, it's free for all. And I remember I was, I mean, I was 18 at that point. It was my first trip sort of solo. I guess I was joining up with a group, but it was me going out by myself. And I thought, I thought, oh my goodness, what, what have I got myself into here? This is, this is crazy. This is hectic, but I tried to embrace it and, in the end, that's what I did. And that's why I had such a great experience there. But I'd be lying if I you know, didn't say at the start, I was a bit like, oh my goodness, this is this is kind of crazy. To just getting used to the differences in even simple things, just like the roads. Like, and when I went to China as well, like it's on another level. It's on another level, just in terms of getting, getting about to places. And for me, China at times was quite difficult in terms of, there were just so many people. It's quite an overwhelming country to go to especially if you go to like Beijing or Shanghai um I'll never forget this one night we're walking down I think it was like the main street in Shanghai and um we were just packed like sardines just walking down the street you had no room at all it was like it sounds like I'm like over exaggerating but I honestly we were just like pushed together like this trying to walk down this street and it was so hot and humid and I was just getting a bit overwhelmed it was just a bit much yeah I I I completely agree with that because I I think that sort of one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know that for, for me personally, I, I didn't have the best experience, for example, in Romania, but I know, um, I don't know, I have Mason, have you been to Romania? So someone that I spoke to went to Romania and they were like, we love Romania. Like you need to go to mm-hmm. Romania immediately. Um, and then I went and I was just kind of like, eh, about it. But of course, like it may have just been the weather or it may have just been that I was, it was the first city that I've ever traveled to by myself. Um, or it, it may have been that I, um, my phone plan ran out and I didn't have any service. So I was literally just walking blind places. Like there, there are all these things that go into it that you can't really say that you don't like one place. You don't like another place because mm-hmm. obviously someone is going yeah. to have a different interpretation of it. 
Yeah, 100%. We'll move on then to the bucket list where we want to hear the one country you want to travel to next, the one city you want to travel to next, and next generic travel experience or thing you want to experience that you've not done before. Yeah. Or hopefully when once this... Um, this never-ending pandemic per se does end. So yeah, where would you like to go to? Yeah, so country, I would say without a doubt, Japan. Um, it just fascinates me. It's so completely different to the UK, to the US, places that you know I've been to before. Um, yeah, Japan fascinates me. The culture, the way of life, the food, everything. Um, it just really fascinates me. And I'd love to sort of to go and explore and um yeah, I've just seen so much on social media. Just amazing. Just looks like a beautiful, beautiful country. City, I think that was next, wasn't it? Which city I want to go to? Um, I'd love to go to Cape Town in South Africa. Again, just looks beautiful. I don't know whether sort of Cape Town or Johannesburg both look beautiful in South Africa. So I don't know if I could pick between the two. But yeah, definitely one of those. And then activity-wise, something I'd like to do is a skydive. Um, and I'd love to do a skydive in Dubai. For me, that looks one of the coolest places in the world to do a skydive. Um, my friend actually really recently just did it. She lives out in Abu Dhabi. She's originally from Birmingham, um, but she's working out there at the moment. And um, and yeah, she did the skydive over Dubai recently. So uh, I wanted to do it before, but I want to do it even more now that I've seen. She like put a video up on her social media of, of her doing it and it looked amazing. You guys both said that you want to do skydiving and I have no interest doing that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> are you scared? Um, a little, I'm, I'm not scared of heights per se. I'm, I'm scared of, uh, my own bad luck and that like something will happen. So, like the so parachute so just, won't open. Using that, yeah. You just naturally think you're going to plummet to your death or something like that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is what stops me from doing a lot of things because I have really bad luck and I feel like something will go wrong and I'll just plummet to my death I, I, could, I could i could just imagine it we all like if we all go together we'd all jump out of the plane and you're like we're diving down hey harvey you remember your parachute fuck i won't lie it it does scare the thought scares me but i think the experience in itself is enough to like help me get over the nerves of it i think i'd be terrified yeah. Getting up in the plane, ready to jump, yeah. I'd be like regretting it. But then as soon as you jump out, you just, I think the view, the view is enough to make me want to do it. The view just right. from that high up. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would be scared. I'd be terrified, to be honest. But it's <laughs> I, I think it's just that, that, that adrenaline rush I think you'd get from it would be yeah. insane, wouldn't it? Like mm-hmm. I'd love to, again, I would be whimpering around like a little girl up there. I will be, I'd be crying. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be asking for my mum and everything like that. I'd be properly shit scared. But like you said, Ali, I think it'd be, really worthwhile once you make that leap but i think that's the same with anything like you could be a bit scared and afraid to do it firstly but then once you take that leap once you do it you can then like reap the rewards from it and i think it'd be worthwhile obviously you have a podcast and a youtube that talks about traveling and people that you've met along the way and sort of people that you interview and things like that and obviously we've had um the opportunity to come onto your podcast which you really appreciate um so i guess Tell us a little bit about your podcast and what it's about and sort of what your goals are with mm-hmm. it, um, what you really want to get out of it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So the travel podcast for me is just an opportunity to, you know, to connect with with people all around the world who, who love traveling as much as I do um, and just talk about travel, really. I've, you know, I've had people from, you know, travel bloggers, travel vloggers. But for me, the podcast, what's happened is 
is what I love so much is one person often leads me on to the other, if that makes sense. So because you open up that connection with someone else, you sort of open up to sort of their network or maybe someone they know, or you start following someone because you interviewed them and then you think, oh, they'd be really cool to have on the podcast. So it's opened up so many opportunities for me to connect to lots of different people. And so, yeah, that that's the, the podcast. I'm on series six now. So it's sort of going strong. I've, I've, I've not given up just yet. I've kept, I've kept going with it. That's awesome. I don't think is a, a much better way to, to end this week's podcast. Ellie, thanks ever so much for coming on. And just before we do end, um, a little surprise for you. What we do at the end of all of our podcasts, we have a little section which we call quote of the week. So what we do is we spontaneously tell our guests uh, to give us a little quote, a little quote they live by, a little mm-hmm. section, or it could be a song, it could be anything, uh, yeah. that, a little motto they always go by. But So have you got anything to, to share with us this week? Yeah, I mean, a big thing for me at One Globe 360 is this idea of like going outside of your comfort zone. So a quote I live by is life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So basically, if you're comfortable, then you're not making the most of opportunities and you're not making the most of life. You've got to put yourself out there, try new things, try new opportunities. Um, Yeah, you only grow inside your, you only grow outside of your comfort zone, not inside of it. A couple of quotes there, but yeah. Ellie, thanks ever so much for joining us on the Shelter Island podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege having you on. Do you have any last words before we finish this one? Just a massive thank you to both of you for having me on. Um, Really love what you guys are doing. Really looking forward to listening to your future podcast episodes. Um, And yeah, just super grateful to have had the opportunity to be on your podcast. It's been good having you on as well. Jaime, any last words? Yeah, obviously, thank you so much for coming out. Um, Everyone should go check out One Globe 360. Um, on all social media platforms and Spotify uh, and Apple Music. Apple- yeah, Apple Podcasts, yeah. So uh, check her out. Obviously, she has some cool stuff coming out and her episodes have been great so far. Um, so if you're looking to travel anywhere, um, have Ellie be your go-to. Uh, and obviously, uh, we have some things coming up as well. So just stay tuned and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>